0: Act Three of Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, Olivia's Garden. Enter Viola and Clown with a Tabor.
1: Save thee, friend, and thy music. Dost thou live by thy Tabor?
2: No, sir, I live by the Church.
1: Art thou a churchman?
2: No such matter, sir. I do live by the church, for I do live at my house, and my house doth stand by the church.
1: So thou mayest say the king lies by a beggar if a beggar dwell near him, or the church stands by thy taber if thy taber stand by the church.
2: You have said, sir, to see this age, a sentence is but a chevril glove to a good wit. How quickly the wrong side may be turned outward!
1: Nay, that's certain. They that dally nicely with words may quickly make them wanton.
2: I would. Therefore my sister had had no name, sir.
1: Why, man?
2: Why, sir, her name's a word, and to dally with that word might make my sister wanton. But indeed words are very rascals, since bonds disgrace them.
1: Thy reason, man?
2: Troth, sir, I can yield you none without words, and words are grown so false I am loath to prove reason with them.
1: (laughs) I warrant thou art a merry fellow, and carest for nothing.
2: Not so, sir, I do care for something, but in my conscience, sir, I do not care for you. If that be to care for nothing, sir, I would it would make you invisible.
1: Art not thou the Lady Olivia's fool?
2: No, indeed, sir, the Lady Olivia has no folly. She will keep no fool, sir, till she be married, and fools are as like husbands as pilchards are to herrings, the husbands the bigger. I am indeed not her fool, but her corrupter of words.
1: I saw thee late at the Count Orsino's.
2: Foolery, sir, does walk about the orb like the sun. It shines everywhere. I would be sorry, sir, but the fool should be as oft with your master as with my mistress. I think I saw your wisdom there.
1: Nay, and thou pass upon me, I'll know more with thee. Hold. There's expenses for thee.
2: Now, Jove, in his next commodity of hair, send thee a beard.
1: By my troth I'll tell thee. I am almost sick for one. Aside. Though I would not have it grow on my chin is thy lady within
2: would not a pair of these have bread sir
1: yes being kept together and put to use
2: i would play lord pandarus of phrygia sir to bring a cressida to this trolleus
1: i understand you sir tis well begged
2: the matter i hope is not great sir begging but a beggar cressida was a beggar my lady is within sir i will construe to them whence you come who you are and what you would or out of my welkin i might say elements, but the word is overworn
0: Exit.
1: This fellow is wise enough to play the fool, and to do that well craves a kind of wit. He must observe their mood on whom he jests, the quality of persons and the time, and like the haggard check at every feather that comes before his eye. This is a practice as full of labour as a wise man's art, for folly that he wisely shows is fit. But wise men, folly fallen, quite
0: taint their wit. Enter Sir Toby Belch and Sir Andrew.
3: Save you, gentlemen.
0: And you, sir? Dieu vous garde, monsieur.
1: Et vous aussi, votre serviteur. I hope, sir, you are, and I am yours.
3: Will you encounter the house? My niece is desirous you should enter if your trade be to her.
1: I am bound to your niece, sir. I mean she is the list of my voyage.
3: Taste your legs, sir. Put them to motion.
1: My legs do better understand me, sir, than I understand what you mean by bidding me taste my legs.
3: I mean to go, sir, to enter.
1: I will answer you with gate and entrance. Oh, but
0: we are prevented. Enter Olivia and Mariah. Most excellent and
1: accomplished lady, the heavens rain odours on you.
4: That youth so rare, courtier rare (laughs) odours
1: well my matter hath no voice to your own most pregnant and vouchsafed ear odours pregnant and vouchsafed i'll
5: get em all three already let the garden door be shut and leave me to my hearing
0: exeunt sir toby belch sir andrew and maria
1: give me your hand sir my duty madam and most humble service what is your name Cesario is your servant's name, fair princess.
5: My servant, sir! "'Twas never merry world since lowly feigning was called compliment. Your
1: servant to the Count Orsino, youth." "'And he is yours, and his must needs be yours. Your servant's servant is your servant, madam." For
5: him I think not on him. For his thoughts would they were blanks rather than filled with me. "'Madam, I come to whet your gentle thoughts on his behalf.' Oh, by your leave, I pray you, I bade you never speak again of him. But would you undertake another suit? I had rather hear you to solicit that than music from the spears. Dear lady, Give me leave, beseech you. I did send, after the last enchantment you did hear, a ring in chase of you. So I did abuse myself, my servant, and, I fear me, you— Under your hard construction must I sit to force that on you, in a shameful cunning which you knew none of yours. What might you think? Have you not set mine honour at the stake and baited it with all the unmuzzled thoughts that tyrannous heart can think? To one of your receiving enough is shown. A cypress, not a bosom, hideth my heart. So, let me hear you
1: speak. I pity you. That's a degree to love. No, not a grise. For tis a vulgar proof that very oft we pity enemies.
5: Why, then, methinks tis time to smile again. O world, how apt the poor are to be proud! If one should be a prey, how much the better to fall before the lion than the wolf! Clock strikes. The clock upbraids me with the waste of time. Be not afraid, good youth, I will not have you. And yet, when wit and youth is come to harvest, your wife is like to reap a proper
1: man— there lies your way, due west. Then westward ho. Grace and good disposition attend, your ladyship. You'll nothing, madam, to my lord, by me. Stay. I prithee. Tell me what thou thinkst of me. That you do think you are not what you are. If I think so, I think the same of you. Then think you right. I am not what I am. I would you were as I would have you be. Would it be better, madam, than I am? I wish it might, for now I am your fool. Oh, what a deal of
5: scorn looks beautiful in the contempt and anger of his lip! A murderous guilt shows not itself more soon than love that would seem hid. Love's night is noon. Cesario, by the roses of the spring, by maidhood, honor, truth, and everything! I love thee so that, maugre all thy pride, nor wit nor reason, can my passion hide. Do not extort thy reasons from this clause, for that I woo, thou therefore hast no cause, but rather reason thus with reason fetter. Love sought is good, but
1: given unsought better. By innocence I swear, and by my youth I have one heart, one bosom, and one truth, and that no woman has. Nor never none shall mistress be of it, save I alone. And so adieu, good madam. Never more will I my master's tears to you deplore.
5: Yet come again, for thou perhaps mayst move that heart which now abhors
0: to like his love. Exeunt. Scene two. Olivia's house. Enter Sir Toby Belch, Sir Andrew, and Fabian.
3: No
4: faith, I'll not
0: stay a jot longer.
3: Thy reason, dear venom, give thy reason.
6: You must needs yield your reason, Sir Andrew.
4: Marry, I saw your niece do more favours to the Count's serving man than ever she bestowed upon me. I saw it in the orchard.
3: Did she see thee the while, old boy? Tell me that.
4: As plain as I see you
6: now. This was a great argument of love in her toward you. Slight! Will you make an ass of me? I will prove it legitimate, sir, upon the oaths of judgment and reason.
3: And they have been grand jurymen since before Noah was a sailor.
6: She did show favour to the youth in your sight, only to exasperate you, to awake your dormouse valour, to put fire in your heart and brimstone in your liver. You should have then accosted her, and with some excellent jests, fire new from the mint, you should have banged the youth into dumbness. This was looked for at your hand, and this was balked. Double guilt of this opportunity you let time wash off, and you are now sailed into the north of my lady's opinion, where you will hang like an icicle on a dutchman's beard unless you do redeem it by some laudable attempt either of valour or policy
4: and be anyway it must be with valour for policy i hate and had as lief be a brownist as a politician
3: Why then build me thy fortunes upon the basis of valour challenge me the count's youth to fight with him him in eleven places my niece shall take note of it and assure thyself there is no love-broker in the world can more prevail in man's commendation with woman than report of valour
6: there is no way but this sir andrew will either of you bear me a challenge to him
3: go write it in a martial hand be cursed and brief it is no matter how witty so it be eloquent and full of invention taunt him with the license of ink if thou thou'est him some thrice it shall not be amiss and as many lies as will lie in thy sheet of paper although the sheet were big enough for the bed of ware in england set em down go about it let there be gall enough in thy ink though thou write with a goose pen no matter about it where
0: shall i find you
3: we'll call thee at the cubiculo go
0: exit
6: sir andrew this is a dear manikin to you sir toby
3: I have been dear to him, lad, some two thousand strong or so.
6: We shall have a rare letter from him, but you'll not deliver it.
3: Never trust me then, and by all means stir on the youth to an answer. I think oxen and wain ropes cannot hale them together. For Andrew, if he were opened and you find so much blood in his liver as will clog the foot of a flea, I'll eat the rest of the anatomy.
6: And is opposite the youth bears in his visage no great presage of cruelty?
0: Enter Mariah.
3: Look where the youngest wren of nine comes.
7: If you desire the spleen, and will laugh yourself into stitches, follow me. Yand gall Malvolio is turned heathen, a very renegado, for there is no Christian that means to be saved by believing rightly, can ever believe such impossible passages of grossness. He's in yellow stockings.
3: And cross-gartered?
7: Most villainously, like a pedant that keeps a school in the church. I have dogged him like his murderer. He does obey every point of the letter that I drop to betray him. He does smile his face into more lines than is in the new map with the augmentation of the Indies. You have not seen such a thing as tis. I can hardly forbear hurling things at him. I know my lady will strike him. If she do, he'll smile and take it for a great favor.
3: Come, bring us, bring us where he is.
0: Exeunt. Scene three, a street enter Sebastian and Antonio.
8: I would not, by my will, have troubled you, but since you make your pleasure of your pains, I will no further chide you.
9: I could not stay behind you. my desire more sharp than fillet steel did spur me forth, and not all love to see you, though so much as might have drawn one to a longer voyage, but jealousy would might befall your travel being skillless in these parts which to stranger unguided and unfriended often prove rough and unhospitable my willing love though rather by these arguments of fear set forth in your pursuit
8: my kind antonio i can no other answer make but thanks and thanks and ever thanks too oft good turns are shuffled off with such uncurrent pay but were my worth as is my conscience firm you should find better dealing What's to do? Shall we see the relics of this town?
9: To-morrow, sir. Best first go see your lodging.
8: I am not weary, and tis long to-night. I pray you, let us satisfy our eyes with the memorials and the things of fame that do renown this city.
9: Would you pardon me? I do not without danger walk these streets. Once in a sea-fight, against the Countess' galleys, I did some service, of such note, indeed, that, were I ta'en here, it would scarce be answered.
8: Feel like you slew great number of his people.
9: The offence is not of such a bloody nature, albeit the quality of the time and quarrel might well have given us bloody argument. It might have since been answered in repaying what we took from them, which, for traffic's sake, most of our city did. Only myself stood out, for which, if I be lapsed in this place, I shall pay dear."
8: do not walk then to open
9: it doth not fit me hold sir here is my purse in the south suburbs said the elephant is best to lodge i will bespeak out i it whilst you begather time and feed your knowledge with viewing of the town there shall you have me
8: why i your purse
9: haply your eyes shall light upon some toy you have desired to purchase and your store i think is not for idle market sir
8: I'll be your purse-bearer and leave you for an hour
9: to the elephant.
8: I do remember. Exant. Scene 4.
0: Olivia's garden. Enter Olivia and Maria.
8: I have
5: sent after him; he says he'll come. How shall I feast him? What bestow of him? For youth is bought more oft than begged or borrowed. I speak too loud. Where is Malvolio? He is sad and civil and suits well for a
7: servant with my fortunes. Where is Malvolio? He's coming, madam, but in a very strange manner, he is sure possessed, madam. Why, what's the matter? Does he rave? No, madam. He does nothing but smile. Your ladyship were best to have some guard about you if he come for sure the man is tainted in wits.
0: Go call him hither, exit Maria.
5: I am as mad as he, if sad and merry madness equal be. RE-ENTER MARIA. WITH MALVOLIO. How now, Malvolio?
4: SWEET LADY. Ho, ho.
5: SMILEST THOU. I sent for thee upon a sad occasion.
4: SAD, lady? I could be sad. This does make some obstruction in the blood, this cross-gartering, but what of that? If it please the eye of one, it is with me as the very true sonnet is please one and please all
5: why how dost thou man what is the matter with thee
4: not black in my mind though yellow in my legs it did come to his hands and commands shall be executed i think we do know the sweet roman hand
5: wilt thou go to bed malvolio
4: to bed ay, sweetheart and i'll come to thee
5: god comfort thee why dost thou smile
7: so and kiss thy hand so oft how do you malvolio
4: at your request, yes, Nightingale's Answer-doors.
7: Why appear you with this ridiculous boldness before my lady?
4: Be not afraid of greatness, t'was well writ.
7: What mean'st thou by that, Malvolio?
4: Some are born great, Ha! Huh. some achieve greatness.
5: What sayest thou?
4: And some have greatness thrust upon them.
5: Heaven, restore thee!
4: Remember who commended thy yellow stockings?
5: Thy yellow stockings?
4: And wish to see thee cross gartered,
5: cross gartered.
4: Go to, thou art made if thou desirest to be so.
5: Am I made?
4: If not, let me see thee a servant still.
8: Why, this is very midsummer madness. Enter servant, madam. The young gentleman of the Cortosinos is returned. I could hardly entreat him back. He attends your ladyship's pleasure.
5: I'll come to him. Exit servant. Good Maria, let this fellow be looked to where's my cousin toby let some of my people have a special care of him i would not have him miscarry for the half of my dowry
0: exeunt olivia and maria Uh
4: aha do you come near me now no worse man than sir toby to look to me this concurs directly with the letter she sends him on purpose that i may appear stubborn to him for she incites me to that in the letter cast thy humble sloth she says BE OPPOSITE WITH A KINSMAN, SURLY WITH SERVANTS, LET THY TONGUE TANG WITH ARGUMENTS OF STATE, PUT THYSELF INTO THE TRICK OF SINGULARITY, AND CONSEQUENTLY SET DOWN THE manner HOW, AS A SAD FACE, A REVEREND CARRIAGE, A SLOW TONGUE, IN THE HABIT OF SOME SIR OF NOTE, AND SO FORTH, I HAVE LIMED HER. BUT IT IS JOVE'S DOING, AND JOVE MAKE ME THANKFUL. AND WHEN SHE WENT AWAY NOW, LET THIS FELLOW BE LOOKED TO fellow not malvolio nor after my degree but fellow why everything adheres together that no dram of a scruple no scruple of a scruple no obstacle no incredulous or unsafe circumstance what can be said nothing that can be can come between me and the full prospect of my hopes well jove not i is the doer of this and he is
3: to be thanked
0: re-enter maria with sir toby belch and fabian
3: which way is he in the name of sanctity if all the devils of hell be drawn in little and legion himself possessed him yet i'll speak to him
6: here he is here he is how is't with you sir how is't with you man
3: go
4: off i discard you let me enjoy my private go off
7: lo how hollow the fiend speaks within him did not i tell you Sir Toby, my lady prays you to have a care of him.
3: Uh Aha! Does she, sir? Go to, go to. Peace, peace. We must deal gently with him. Let me alone. How do you do, Malvolio? How is it with you? What man defy the devil? Consider he's an enemy to mankind. Do you know what you say?
7: La, you, and you speak ill of the devil, how he takes it at heart. Pray God he be not bewitched
6: carry his water to the wise woman
7: Marry, and it shall be done to-morrow morning if i live my lady would not lose him for more than i'll say
3: how now mistress
7: o oh,
6: lord
3: prithee hold thy peace this is not the way do you not see you move him let me alone with him
6: no way but gentleness gently gently the fiend is rough and will not be roughly used
3: why how now my barcock how dost thou chuck sir? i bid he come with me what man tis not for gravity to play at cherry-pit with satan hang him foul collier
7: get him to say his prayers good sir toby get him to pray
3: my prayers minx
7: no i warrant you he will not hear of godliness
4: go hang yourselves all you are idle shallow things i am not of your element you shall know more hereafter Exit. <laughs> is it possible
0: if
6: this were played upon a stage now i could condemn it improbable fiction
3: his very genius hath taken the infection of the device man
6: nay pursue
7: him now lest the device take air and taint why we shall make him mad indeed the house will be the quieter
3: come we'll have him in a dark room and bound my niece is already in the belief that he's mad we may carry it thus for our pleasure and his penance till our very pastime tired out of breath prompt us to have mercy on him at which time we will bring the device to the bar and crown thee for a finder of madmen but see but see
6: enter sir andrew more matter for a may morning here's the challenge read it What there's vinegar and peppermint is't so saucy by this i warrant him do but read give me reads
3: youth whatsoever thou art thou art but a scurvy fellow
6: good and valiant
3: wonder not nor admire not in thy mind why i do call thee so for i will show thee no reason for it
6: a good note that keeps you from the blow of the law
3: thou comest to the lady olivia and in my sight she uses thee kindly but thou liest in thy throat that is not the matter i challenge thee for
6: very brief and to exceeding good sense Less.
3: i will waylay thee going home where if it be thy chance to kill me
6: good
3: thou killest me like a rogue and a villain
6: still you keep it the windy side of the law good
3: fare thee well and god have mercy upon one of our souls he may have mercy upon mine but my hope is better and so look to thyself thy friend as thou usest him and thy sworn enemy andrew aguecheek if this letter move him not his legs cannot i'll give it him
7: you may have very fit occasion for it. he is now in some commerce with my lady and will by and by depart
3: Go, Sir Andrew, scout me for him at the corner of the orchard, like a bum bailey so soon as ever thou seest him, draw, and as thou drawest, swear horrible, for it comes to pass oft that a terrible oath with a swaggering accent sharply twanged off gives manhood more approbation than ever proof itself would have earned him away,
4: oh nay, let me alone for swearing, exit
3: now will I not deliver his letter? for the behavior of a young gentleman gives him out to be of good capacity and breeding his employment between his lord and my niece confirms no less and therefore this letter being so excellently ignorant will breed no terror in the youth he will find it comes from a clodpole but sir i will deliver his challenge by word of mouth set upon ague a notable report of valor and drive the gentleman, as I know his youth will aptly receive it, into a most hideous opinion of his rage, skill, fury, and impetuosity. This will so fright them both that they will kill one another by the look, like cockatrices.
0: Re-enter Olivia
6: with Viola. Here he comes with your niece. Give them way till he take leave, and presently
0: after him.
3: I will meditate the while upon some horrid message for a challenge.
0: Exeunt, Sir Toby Belch, Fabian, and Mariah I have said too
5: much unto a heart of stone, and laid mine honour too unchary out. There's something in me that reproves my fault, but such a headstrong, potent
1: fault it is, that it but mocks reproof. With the same haviour that your passion bears goes on my master's grief. Here, wear this jewel for me. Tis my
0: picture.
5: Refuse it not. It hath no tongue to vex you and I beseech you, come again to-morrow. What shall you ask of me that I'll deny that honor saved may upon asking give? Nothing but this, your true love for my master. How, with mine honor, may I give him that which I have given to you? I will acquit you. Well, come again to-morrow. Fare thee well. A fiend like thee might bear my soul to
0: hell. Exit. Re-enter Sir Toby Belch and Fabian
3: gentlemen god save thee
0: and you sir
3: that defence thou hast betake thee to it of what nature the wrongs are thou hast done him i know not but thy interceptor full of despite bloody as the hunter attends thee at the orchard end dismount thy tuck be ye'er in thy preparation for thy assailant is quick skilful and deadly
1: You mistake, sir, I am sure no man hath any quarrel to me. My remembrance is very free and clear from any image of offence done to any man.
3: You will find it otherwise, I assure you. Therefore, if you hold your life at any price, betake you to your guard. For your opposite hath in him what youth, strength, skill, and wrath can furnish man withal.
1: I pray you, sir, what is he?
3: He is knight. Dubbed with unhatched rapier and uncarpet consideration, but he is a devil in private brawl. Souls and bodies hath he divorced three, and his incensement at this moment is so implacable that satisfaction can be none but by pangs of death and sepulchre. Hobnob is his word. Give it or take it.
1: I will return again into the house and desire some conduct of the lady. I am no fighter i have heard of some kind of men that put quarrels purposely on others to taste their valour belike this is a man of that quirk
3: sir no his indignation derives itself out of a very competent injury therefore get you on and give him his desire back you shall not to the house unless you undertake that with me which with as much safety you might answer him therefore on or strip your sword stark naked for metal, you must that's certain, or forswear to wear iron about you,
1: this is as uncivil as strange, I beseech you, do me this courteous office as to know of the knight what my offence to him is. It is something of my negligence, nothing of my purpose.
3: I will do so, Signor Fabian, stay you by this gentleman till my return.
6: exit, pray you, sir, do you know of this matter? I know the knight is incensed against you, even to a mortal arbitrament, but nothing of the circumstance more. I beseech you, what manner of man is he? Nothing of that wonderful promise to read him by his form, as you were like to find him in the proof of his valor. He is indeed, sir, the most skilful, bloody, and fatal opposite that you could have possibly found in any part of Illyria. Will you walk towards him? I will make your peace with him, if I can." i shall be much
1: bound to you for it. i am one that hath rather go with sir priest than sir knight
0: i care not who knows so much of my mettle exeunt re-enter sir toby belch with sir andrew
3: why man he's a very devil i have not seen such a farrago i had a pass with him rapier scabbard and all and he gives me the stuck-in with such a mortal motion that it is inevitable and on the answer he pays you as surely as your feet hit the ground they step on they say he has been fencer to the sophie
4: pox on it I- i'll not meddle with him
3: ay but he will not now be pacified Fabian can scarce hold him yonder
4: and i thought he had been valiant and so cunning in fence i'd have seen him damned ere i'd have challenged him let him let the matter slip and i'll give him my horse
3: I'll make the motion. Stand here, make a good show on it. This shall end without the perdition of souls. Aside. Mary, I'll ride your horse as well as I ride you.
0: Re-enter Fabian and Viola. To Fabian.
3: I have his horse to take up the quarrel. I have persuaded him the youth's a devil.
0: He is as horribly conceited of
6: him, and pants and looks pale as if a bear were at his heels. To Viola.
3: There's no remedy, sir. He will fight you for his oath's sake. Marry, he hath better bethought him of his quarrel, and he finds that now scarce to be worth talking of. Therefore, draw for the supportance of his vow. He protests he will not hurt you.
1: Aside oh, pray God, defend me! A little thing
6: would make me tell them how much I lack of a man. Give ground if you see him furious.
3: Come, sir Andrew. There's no remedy. The gentleman will, for his honour's sake, have one bout with you. He cannot, by the duello, avoid it, but he has promised me, as he is a gentleman and a soldier, he will not hurt you. Come on to it.
4: Oh, pray God he keep his oath. I do
0: assure you, 'tis against my will. They draw. Enter Antonio.
9: Put up your sword. If this young gentleman have done offence, I take the fault on me. If you offend him, I for him defy you.
3: You, sir? Why, what are you?
9: One, sir, that for his love dares yet do more than you have heard him brag to you, he will.
3: Nay, if you be an undertaker, I am for you.
0: They draw. Enter officers. O good Sir Toby, hold. Here come the officers.
3: I'll be with you anon.
0: Pray, sir, put up your sword, if
4: you please. How merry will I, sir, and for that I promised you. I'll be as good as my word. He will bear you easily, and reigns well. This is the man. Do thy office.
9: Antonio, I arrest thee at the suit of Count Orsino. You do mistake me, sir.
0: No, sir, not Jot. I know your favor well, though now you have no sea-cap on your head. Take him away. He knows I know him well.
9: I must obey.
0: To Viola.
9: This comes with seeking you. But there's no remedy. I shall answer it. What will you do now my necessity makes me to ask you for my purse it grieves me much more for what i cannot do for you than what befalls myself you stand amazed but be of comfort come sir away i must entreat of you some of that money
1: what money sir for the fair kindness you have showed me here and part being prompted by your present trouble out of my lean and low ability i'll lend you something my having is not much i'll make division of my present with you hold there's half my coffer
9: will you deny me now is it possible that my deserts to you can lack persuasion do not tempt my misery lest that it make me so unsound a man as to abrade you with those kindnesses that i have done for you
1: i know of none nor know i you by voice or any feature I hate ingratitude more in a man than lying, vainness, babbling, drunkenness, or any taint of vice whose strong corruption inhabits our frail blood.
9: O heavens themselves! Come, sir, I pray you, go. Let me speak a little. This youth that you see here, I snatched one half out of the jaws of death, relieved him with such sanctity of love, and to his image which methought did promise most venerable worth did I devotion.
0: What's that to us? Time goes by away.
9: But oh, how vile and idle proves this god! Thou hast, Sebastian, done good features shame. A nature has no blemish but the mind. None can be called deformed but the unkind. Virtue is beauty, but beauteous evil, are empty trunks or flourished by the devil.
0: The man grows mad. Away with him! Come, come, sir. Lead me on exit with officers bethinks his words do from such passion fly that he believes
1: himself so do not i prove true imagination oh prove true that i dear brother be now tain for you
3: come hither knight come hither fabian we'll whisper o'er a couplet or two of most sage saws
1: he named sebastian i my brother know yet living in my glass even such and so in favour was my brother and he went still in this fashion colour ornament for him i imitate oh if it prove tempests are kind and salt waves fresh in love
0: Exit.
3: a very dishonest paltry boy and more a coward than a hare his dishonesty appears in leaving his friend here in necessity and denying him And for his cowardship, ask Fabian.
6: A coward, a most devout coward, religious in it.
4: Ah, slid! I'll after him and beat him.
3: Do cuff him soundly, but never draw thy sword.
0: And I do not. Come, let's see the event.
3: I dare lay any money; 'twill be nothing yet.
0: Exeunt. End of Act Three.